0: This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Today, we will be concluding the current sermon in the Heavenly Authority series from 2 Samuel, chapter 11. Pastor has been discussing the sin of David with Bathsheba. So let's rejoin Pastor Greg.
1: And this adultery will play havoc With David's personal life It'll tear apart his family And we'll see that it'll even touch the whole nation And it's kind of a domino effect We'll see it happen As you touch one domino that hits another and another and another And sin is like that It magnifies, and it magnifies, and one thing can cause another thing, and the results become more and more terrible as the one sin goes on. Here's a man after God's own heart. Here's a man that's blameless in every other matter. But this one thing will cause tragedy for him, his family, and for his nation. The consequences of sin, the consequences of getting out of your bed, not being able to sleep, it's springtime, you're bored, you look down, hmm, will tear apart a nation. We'll see that it's actually in the line of events that leads to the breaking apart of the nation. One sin, how it can multiply and magnify the consequences of sin. If you have ever played a game of chess and you're playing against a good opponent, all you need is one mistake, right? You make that one move, and if your opponent is good, you know what's going to happen. The series of events, you can see them now that he's going to do this, and now he's going to do that. Here it comes, and you know you're going to lose, because you made one stupid move. And no earthly chess player is as intelligent as Satan. So when we give in in that one area, we are setting events in motion that Satan will use that situation To try to bring us down. And even when it's God's beloved, even when it's the man after God's own heart, because God is fair and no respecter of persons, he shows no favoritism to those that sin, there are going to be consequences. God will not protect David in this gross sin. He yields. He doesn't forget her when he hears she's married. He yields to the temptation. And it says in verse 4 that she came in he sleeps with her and so what happens verse 5 and the woman conceived and so she sent and told David I am with child but notice go back a minute to verse 4 after they have this affair she returned to her house she goes back like nothing happened right her husband's out of war David sends her back and that's the attitude Life goes on at normal, many people today, you don't read here about guilt, you don't read here about confession, and modern society is like this. In the midst of great immorality, there are some people in our culture, young people, that in loneliness will go to the bars, work their job in the day, very productive people, go to the bar at night, pick up a perfect stranger hoping to find love, sleep with them, And then they go right back the next day, they go to their jobs, May never hear from them again, and back in the bar the next night looking again. And it's unthinkable. But it goes on, there's such a lack of purity, of respect for oneself, so much so that it's become almost the norm. How many times you talk to people and say, well, I've been living with this person for nine years, and it sounds normal to live with people. It's normal to have children out of wedlock. It's normal for women to talk around the water cooler about what man they met last night, or for men to brag about the affairs they've had on the road, on their business meetings. It becomes a normal part of life. She goes right back to her home, he goes back in the palace, and everything is normal. But it's not normal. There are consequences. There are physical consequences, and there are spiritual consequences to that which is not God's plan for a man and a woman. And next time, Lord willing, we'll see David's reaction to this news, I am with child. But let me close today's sermon by asking a question. Why does God record the fall of David, the man after his own heart, in the Bible? Why is David's sin made so clear? Uh, someone that's talked so well of in the scriptures. Someone even when we get to the New Testament we're trying to link Messiah when we need to know who Messiah is. One of the criteria we have to know if he's the son of David or the descendant of David. Why is his sin made so visible to us? Well we said number one that God is no respecter of persons. We're told that by the Apostle Peter in Acts chapter 10 And verse 34, then Peter opened his mouth and said, In truth, I perceive that God shows no partiality. The Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. And God is not going to cover over sin, even if it's one of his servants. Now, if some of the ministers in the 1980s who had large ministries had learned that lesson from David, maybe they would have thought twice about some of the things they did rather than thinking that because the spirit of god was in their services because large numbers of people were being saved because marvelous things were being done in the name of the lord that they could still get away with their private sin if god didn't protect david he wasn't going to protect them second it shows that the bible is a different kind of book than all the imaginations of men that go under the title of religion. The heroes of the scriptures, of the Hebrew scriptures, are shown with all their faults, with all their blemishes, with all their sins. God is clearly portrayed as holy. You look at the religions of the pagans, and their gods are sinful. Their gods do the things that David did. But the Hebrew scriptures present God clearly as holy, as pure. And then it shows that all men sin all men fall short of the glory of God and their sins are clearly revealed even Abraham's even David's even John the Baptist who was called the greatest born of women and by this we see its honesty it doesn't tell us what we want to hear it doesn't tell us how perfect we are rather it tells us the truth of what we need to hear And by this, we learn the spiritual lesson that each of us needs saving. Each of us needs the great physician. Each of us needs Jesus to save us, even Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, David, and John the Baptist. All of them, even the best, are sinners. And the Bible, the honest book, different from all books, clearly tells us this. In Matthew chapter 22, uh, in verse 42, when Jesus is debating the Pharisees, Jesus said to them, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, the son of David. He said to them, how then does David in the spirit call him Lord? It's not natural for the ancestor to call the descendant Lord. A father doesn't call a son Lord. A grandfather doesn't call a grandson Lord you might have the reverse in ancient cultures out of respect but not not going down how does he call him Lord saying the Lord said to my Lord the Lord Yahweh says to my Lord sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool if David then calls him Lord how is he his son because this Messiah would indeed be the offspring of David, the son of David. But David would need this Messiah, this Lord. He would need his Lord, a relationship with Jesus Christ, as much as anyone else. David needed the son of David. David needed the great physician. He needed the son of man. He needed the son of God, the true Lord, Yahweh in the flesh. And. If someone today is listening to this sermon, maybe you've been in gross sin like David and Bathsheba, and you're paying consequences for it even now. Maybe today is the time to seek God's mercy and the salvation he has for you as he has for David in Jesus Christ, and to pray and ask the Lord, to forgive you your sins and to recognize that he is the only righteous and good one and to accept him into your heart and receive his life and his salvation. Or maybe you're like David before Bathsheba. Maybe you still stand and you haven't committed that type of sin. But if you're honest with yourself, you know that you can fall just like anyone else and the need for the life of God to protect you and to keep you and to forgive you. The Pharisees didn't realize that they too needed God's help to save them, even though they hadn't done the gross things of some of the people. They were just as sinful in their hearts. And maybe it's time also for you then to bow your head and ask Jesus Christ to come in and to save you and to make him now the Lord of your life. God made sure we have this account, that we would learn from David's mistake. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 11, it tells us in that scripture that these things in the Old Testament, they happened to them as examples, and they were written, the reason we have it here so clearly described, that they were written for our admonition to us on whom the ends of the ages have come that we would be admonished that we would be warned that we would not do the same things that we would flee from the temptations and that we would seek the help of god to save us they were examples to us and then paul says in verse 12 therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall apart from jesus christ we all fall and in him there is victory. There's victory against temptation. There's victory against sin. Temptation comes to all human beings and sin has a terrible penalty. But in Jesus Christ, there's the answer against the wiles of the enemy to be strong and resist temptation and to be forgiven for what happened in the past. One moment of accepted temptation, one thoughtless evening, can change your entire life. One glance out the balcony window can destroy your family, your marriage. And young people, one moment of indiscretion can destroy your marriage yet to come because you set in motion things in your body and things in your mind and things in your spirit that will follow you to that marriage. America must wake up and repent from its immorality, and learn from David before it's too late. And so we thank God for His honest scriptures, and we thank Him that we have these to learn, and to see how even the best fall, and to turn to Jesus Christ that we can stand in humility in the power of His goodness. We thank you, Father, for your holy scriptures. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Our address is Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle meets at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning at the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut. Join Pastor Greg Scalzo in our next broadcast of Shi'ar Jashub